a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the extended version of Inside Sources. Again, if you missed the announcement on the ultimate Aloha Friday on Friday last week, uh, J Mac said goodbye to KSL Radio. Uh, he is about to launch something called uh, Turning Talk into Action. Uh, so stay tuned to to Jay for that. In the meantime, we're going to do extended versions of Inside Sources from 1230 to 3 every day. So tune in. Join us for some uh, conversations that we're calling Wonk to Pop. So everything from the wonky issues of the day to uh, the pop culture things that are happening around the city and around the world. Uh, very pleased to be joined now by Deseret News' own Jay Evenson. Jay, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, as always. So I mentioned this early in the program uh, because we have so many things. We actually had Bernie Sanders today giving uh, a very lengthy speech on his version of universal health care, what that is, what that means. Kamala Harris has been on defense a little bit as to whether she's really single-payer, universal, or some sort of combination with still having some private insurance. So the the Democrats are clearly debating this. And the interesting thing is, of course, the, the Republicans always say, no, we got to have free market, free market, free market. And then the debate really always lands in one place, Sweden. That's right. <laughs> Everyone points to Sweden. And you are our Swedish expert in the building. In fact, you were just in Sweden uh, doing research for us, I'm sure. Uh, no, actually, ho- hopefully having a good vacation. But you actually had an experience with the Swedish healthcare system. I did. First, I want to say talk some Mika, Swedish for thank you. I'll buy that along with the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so I have a lot of ties with Sweden. I served a, a, a church mission there for two years. I married a woman who uh, was born there. Uh, and we were back, as we have been several times, visiting with uh, her uncle and staying with her uncle who lives in a town called Eskilstuna, west of Stockholm, population about 70,000 people. He's getting on in years. He's 86 years old. He had a stroke a couple of years ago. So the three of us are watching television one night, and all of a sudden he goes into seizures. Oh, no. And um, so you're faced with this kind of panic. I mean, I speak the language very well. But I have no idea how to get a hold of emergency personnel right. in Sweden. There's no 911. Um, luckily, my teenage son was on the premises. and He, he, <laughs> he Googled, Googled it, right? It. Of course he did. And the number is 112. Oh, there you go. Everyone right. should note that. Everyone note that with a file if in case you're, you're in Sweden. Sweden. And you have problems, 112. So I called 112, and uh, there were three rings of the phone. And then someone answered and said, uh, what's your problem? And I said, well, I've got this elderly man here, and he's shaking and uh, maybe having seizures. And, they, okay, uh, what city are you in? I thought, really? You, you need to ask that? <laughs> so I told them, Eskil students, oh, one minute, please. And so then they transferred me. Transfer. Oh, my gosh. Three more rings. Someone picks up and says, what do you need? And I explained <laughs> all over again what was happening. Oh, my goodness. And then he said, uh, what's your address? 
So when you dial 911 here, I don't know if your listeners are aware of it, but yeah. all your information comes up immediately on Instant. the screen of the, of the dispatcher. Yeah. Your address, your phone number, everything. So I had to give him uh, the address, and then he wasn't quite sure about the spelling. So I had to go <laughs> oh over goodness. the spelling very carefully with him, and he said, okay, we're dispatching somebody. And then in the meantime, to his credit, he stayed on the line, and he told me what we should do, and I was giving orders to my wife, you know, put him down on his side, yeah. lay him down on the floor, et cetera, et cetera. So that was good. But, boy, it took 15 minutes for that ambulance to get oh, there. Oh, my goodness. And I actually finally went out in the driveway. I was thinking, well, when they come, I want them to know where to go. Right. They did not have their, their sirens on. It took 15 minutes oh, for them goodness. to come. And, you know, I was talking later. My in-laws had been visiting earlier, and my mother-in-law had fallen down and had cut her head. And they had called 111 and were told, well, you know, it's going to take at least an hour for us to get an ambulance out there. So wow. you may want to find some other, other way, way to get to the hospital, which they, they did in their rental car. Wow. Um, and then we got them to the hospital. And the experience was probably fairly similar to, to hospitals here in the emergency rooms. There was a bit of chaos. Uh, and they had an emergency room doctor, but at three o'clock in the morning, and this this all happened. It was the ten o'clock news, so I remember that um, that we were watching on TV. Uh, it was about three in the morning when we, they finally said, "Well, we're going to admit him, but we're going to have to keep him here until Monday because our doctors don't work on weekends." Holy cow! And so he ended up staying actually about five days or so. Oh in, my goodness! In in the hospital, but it really gave me an interesting perspective on what's going yeah. on there. And and I've done a bit of research since I came back, and it is true, um, Sweden has has uh, some pretty impressive outcomes. Yeah, um, yeah. they have a high um, uh, life expectancy. They have low high cancer um, recovery rates and, right. and other things like that. But over the last 20 years or so, they've had a growth of population of about 13%, and they've had a decrease in hospital beds of about 30%. And a lot, they're facing a lot of pressures having to do with uh, immigration, uh, refugees, and changes in their population. Yeah, It's one thing to run a socialized system when you have a fairly homogenous society yeah. and low populations. And small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a little different when you have a lot of these complications and we already have a lot of the complications here right. in the United States. Yeah, it, may, it does make you wonder what the application is, you know, a, a country the size of Sweden uh, versus, you know, how would that ever work here in the United States? Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got Jay Evenson from the Deseret News who was over in uh, Sweden and so experienced a little bit of the, the health care. First, is everybody okay? Yes, I'm happy <laughs> to report. Um, he came home the day before we left. Oh, good. And uh, was, was doing just fine. And, and the other thing I have to say, uh, you know, he's going to get around the clock uh, visits from uh, nurses oh. um, about six times a day. They're going to feed him. They're going to make sure he gets his huh. medicine, put him to bed, wake wow. him up in the morning. So there is that. Yeah. Um, of course, they pay a lot of taxes over there for that. That's right. And uh, he does have to pay a copay for that. And I think it's about $10 a month, something like that. It's very low. Yeah. So there are advantages, but you have to ask what type of care are they getting for all that money? Yeah, exactly. We just had one of our texters text in and said in Sweden, a, a doctor is a 40-hour-a-week job, 9 to 5. Uh, she said you were actually lucky that there was a doctor even there. 
in you know, the late at night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fascinating stuff. Uh, you're going to write about this uh, Sunday in the Deseret News. This will be my Sunday column, trying to put some perspective on this whole discussion about single-payer health care. Yeah, it is. And, and obviously there are, are great implications. I think there's a lot to learn from Sweden in terms of ways that you can provide care that way. Uh, there's also a lot of cautionary tales of what happens as you get a larger population, an aging population, a diverse population. Uh, the game really changes. It's true. And it's also a cautionary tale on that you can't really apply everything that they've gone through to what we have here. Yeah, fantastic. Jay Evenson, always appreciate your insight here on Inside Sources. Glad to be here. Thank you. All right. Jay Evenson from the Deseret News. Watch it for his column on Sunday. Uh, looking at the Swedish healthcare system and applying it to some of the discussions that are going on right here in the United States of America. All right, it's time for us to step aside. When we come back, we will wrap up the one o'clock hour uh, with a few thoughts about things you should see, things you should say, and things that you should do. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Don't go anywhere. We're right here on KSL News Radio.